hard not to come to four practices and notice the strides Troy Pride has made since we saw him last. Where has his? Where have you seen his growth? And uh, it just seems like his confidence has really shot up. The yeah, you know, his development's been really, really wonderful and been nice to see. I think that um, <clears throat> his mental approach to the game, you know, has been outstanding. Um, you know, he's very engaged in meetings, film study, um, and then trying to apply the techniques and fundamentals that will produce championship football at the cornerback position. Is this the most comfortable you've been going three, with three corners with Trafford as your nickel and those two guys? Where you, In the past, it seemed like you always thought, well, I'd like to use Sean at two spots possibly if I right. could. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel very good where we're at, um, you know, with Julian Love, Sean Crawford, and Troy Pride. You know, I think that we have, uh, you know, three guys that can start. Um, and, um, you know, in order to be successful in the secondary, you're going to have to play multiple guys, you know, with the spread offenses and the number of plays you play. And so, you know, Sean coming back and, um, you know, coming off a year where he was not injured. Um, so this would be like his first year going into the season, you know, completely healthy. He feels really, really good. Like I said before, he's one of the smartest players that we have on our team. And um, his ability to communicate, um, get guys lined up, get the right call and um, kind of command this back end in terms of what we're doing coverage-wise is a real comfort for me as a coach. Uh, you know, Julian's continuing to make strides, had a great season last year, trying to build off that success and not, you know, be complacent with where he's at in, in terms of his approach to how he, you know, attacks training and attacks film study. You know, last year, you mentioned it's been like a year where Dante Vaughn has battled injuries. And yes. Kind of set him back. How has he progressed through August? Is he fairly injury-free fairly, and is he kind of in the mix to be the fourth guy? For yeah, he's injury-free, um, playing really, really well. Uh, you know, I think that coming into camp, you know, he was in outstanding shape. Um, Coach Bayless did a great job with him in terms of his uh, development in the weight room. Um, he's had no back issues. Um, there's a couple times where his shoulders have bothered him a little bit, um, but nothing to where he would have a significant setback. Um, and since that, you know, he's feeling really, really good physically. You know, I think that his development has been great. Um, his confidence has been getting better. Um, you know, the thing with Dante, in order for him to take that next step, is you know the concentration um, on executing the techniques that it takes to win at that position and being consistent with his application of technique. How much does it help Julian just to go up against someone with the stat, you know, the size and the whole thing that like right. Boykin every day? It's great. You know what I mean for us when you know in terms of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, competitive battles. Uh, Miles Boykin, you know, he's been a different player since he's caught the game-winning touchdown since LSU. It's interesting because a good friend of mine, Stan Smigali, who I played with here, um, his daughters went to school, high school with Miles. And um, I remember Stan would call me up when Miles was maybe a sophomore or junior. And he'd like, you know, I went to the football game. They got this guy on the team. He's unbelievable. Coach never gives him the ball. And, you know, come to find out it was Miles Boykin. And so I think that, you know, Due to his lack of volume in high school, he never really learned how to be the man and take games over. You know, so now, being here at the University of Notre Dame, where now Coach Long is constantly feeding him the ball, where he's a primary target for Brandon Winbush and, and, and Ian, where, you know, now he feels like he can take over the game. And, uh, you know, it's been wonderful. And so, you know, his competition, you know, Claypool um, and, and all the guys that we have, you know, think and I think today was our best day competitively um, on the back end and against the wide receivers I think that we both competed at a really really high level which is great because you know for us if we compete at a high level every day at practice the games are going to really be easy but we got to get the guys to buy into you know going hard 
all the time, you know what I mean? Which is hard for young players because when they're feeling, you know, they got camp legs, they're a little bit tired, sometimes they want to pull back, and we just got to continue to push them and know that they can go longer and harder than they think they can. John, what about, uh, you know, you get to look at your freshman for the first time? <coughs> yes. You know, Noah and, and DJ and, and uh, Tariq, what, what have you seen from those guys so far? You know what? Um, I really like, uh, you know, the young guys. You know, obviously, you know, coming out of high school, their development is a little bit different. Um, you know, DJ Brown comes from a big program um, at St. John's where they got an ex- extensive weight program. You know what I mean? So evidently, you know, when we come into the weight room, it's evident where, you know, you could see his development in his strength and power. You know, Noah, who comes from H.D. Woodson, you know, their weight program wasn't as strong. But again, he has great playmaking abilities. I think he has three interceptions so far in, you know, 10 or 11 practices so far in fall camp. And so he's been wonderful. Tariq Bracey, you know, again, comes from Alpetus, where his program doesn't have a really big strength program. You know what I mean? He's a little bit undersized. But his speed, quickness, reactive athleticism has been great. Um, Very eager learners, all three of them. They want to do well. And um, they do a really, really good job of being engaged in practice even when they aren't on the field and uh, staying locked in. Um, so when they do get on the field, you know, they know what they're doing. Um, in the beginning of camp, I would kind of baby them a little bit and tell them what they were doing so we weren't out there playing 10-man football. You know, but after practice six or seven, you know, I just let them go and, um, you know, trying to work through their mistakes and very, very pleased with their progress so far. Todd, when you think about you got here a few years ago and you said, man, i got to play all these freshmen. I don't even know what. Now you've got some experienced right. players. How does that no, it's been, it's been great, you know what I mean? Because, you know, having them under my wing for a couple of years, you know, they know exactly what I want and exactly what I'm looking for. Um, you know, there's a very high level of trust, both between myself and the players. Um, and, uh, you know, what I love about them is that, you know, they're team first guys. Their mentality has been phenomenal in training camp. Um, in terms of leadership, need a little bit more for them, you know what I mean, in terms of being vocal. They're great guys by leading by example, but I need them to be a little bit more vocal and take that leadership role on. And I challenge them constantly, each and every day, um, to grow there. Um, but they, they want to be great. They really, really do, and they work hard. And so we got a great group, very excited about our group. I think that we have a chance to be a very special unit that can help us produce a lot of wins. Thank oh, you. Yes, With Noah, do you, do you envision him to play uh, boundary? Is that where you think Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, he, he's he's at his best when he's playing press, you know, when he's playing cat coverage, when he's got one guy and he can lock up. And, uh, you know, I think that he's going to be a really, really special one um, in terms of, you know, his football intelligence, really, really high. Very, very natural. Very, very instinctive. Got great playmaking ability. And like I said, he wants to really, really be good. Today has been, you know, it was interesting because today he came in, you know, and, you know, he was tired. And I could see it in his eyes. And, and I told him, I said, like, this is probably the hardest you've ever worked ever since you've been playing football. And he was like, yeah, coach, it is. And I said, listen, this is why you came to Notre Dame, because you want to be great. You got to work through this. You know what I mean? And, you know, he stepped up to the challenge today. And, um, you know, played really well today in practice. So I was excited about that. Uh, Tariq Bracey, love his energy. Um, and I think that he's got a chance to be a special one. He kind of reminds me of Troy a couple of years ago. Todd, Julian Love said he didn't have the kind of spring that he had hoped to have, which is a little bit surprising coming off of last season. Right. Is that something that he kind of recognized himself, or did you guys have to kind of kind of get him in line and kind of realize what, what was going on with him? No, I think that, um, you know, after having conversations with him and talking about it, you know, Julian had a lot of success last year because um, in our defense, you know, we would put the boundary corner where he would have the hard down a lot, you know what I mean? So there was lots of instances, and say if we played a 75-snap game, 
you know, he, he would have hard down for maybe 30, 30 plays out of that 75. And so, you know, he was a guy that was going to be exposed and have to make plays in one-on-one situations. Made a lot of plays, had a lot of success. Now, going into spring, he wants to have that same type of success. And I think that he was thinking more about making plays as opposed to playing with technique and playing the scheme of the defense. And I think that's what, where he got away from himself a little bit. But, you know, we reeled him back in. I told him, I said, listen, you have to play the game organically. You have to carry out your assignment. The plays will come. If you try to force the plays, right, that's when you're going to get into trouble. I think that's where he had a little bit of an adjustment to make. And so he's made that adjustment. He's been doing phenomenal um, right now in fall camp and very, very excited about, you know, watching him out on Saturday. Was that uh, is that hard to get a player to kind of – realize that and, and maybe not play aggressively because they know that those those plays can be there yeah you know what I mean I think that for him um, just being organic with his approach to the game and knowing that the plays are going to come and not just trying to force it and so for you know a guy of Julian's talent I mean he he has great playmaking skill, skills great ball skills can tackle on the perimeter one-on-one situations defeat blocks so he has the total package that you're looking for in terms of a playmaker at the cornerback position it's just getting to understand him to play within the defense, and the plays will come. And he understands that. Yep. So uh, the the nickel position, obviously, Sean has you know worked there for a yes. couple of years, and and you know he's he's established there. Uh, Coach Kelly had mentioned that Nick Coleman was also someone working right. there. Um, you know, are, are, is is there any one of the young guys that you're looking at to, to groom there? Yeah, I think later on? you know for us, I think you know we're looking at um, using DJ Brown and also Tariq Bracy. Um, right now, in terms of strength and power, I think DJ is going to be the guy because if you get a situation where you got five DB, DBs on the back, <clears throat> you put yourself in a position to be exposed to a lot of nickel runs. And I think that DJ, with his physical um, prowess and his ability to down ball carriers, I think that he would be a good fit as a young guy early. And I think now, as um, Tariq Bracy, um, you know, gets his gear under his belt in the weight room working with Coach Bayless, he's going to have an opportunity to be really, really successful in the slot for us too. And uh, in terms of you mentioned that DJ, you know, came from a better strength and conditioning program. Yes. Does, it, does that mean he's kind of like the guy who's probably a little bit closer physically ready to play? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're playing power five football and you're playing against the type of backs that we line up against, when you're playing against teams like Michigan, you know, Florida State, Stanford, USC, where you got premier running backs, um, you have to have some physicality and some size to you to be able to bring these power five backs down. And, uh, you know, lining up. At a, at a corner who weighs 160, 165 pounds his freshman year, that, that's a difficult ask to bring down a back that's 215. Um, you know, so we want to put ourselves in a position to be successful. We know that the guys, you know what I mean, are a little bit underdeveloped in terms of strength and power because they are freshmen. And we're not asking them to play because they don't have to play immediately. But we want them to make an impact on our team through special teams. And if they get the opportunity to play, let's say, at the end of the game with the new freshman rule, I think Coach Kelly's going to want to play as many guys as we possibly can um, so that they get that learning and that understanding of what it takes to be to be successful on a collegiate level. And, uh, you know, last one for me is just uh, uh, Houston Griffith obviously, you know, started as corner and moved, moved to safety. Right. Is that is that a permanent move? Or, yes. Yeah. That's a permanent move. And, uh, you know, we feel like with his ability to tackle um, and his physicality, um, his range, his football intelligence, and his ability to read the quarterback and break on direction and delivery, we think that's the best place for him. And we think that at the highest level, that's where he'll play. So we want to put him in a position to be successful not only here, but in terms of his football career long term.